Well, thanks for joining us today. We're going to do a little bit of a change from what we've been normally doing with most podcasts, looking at specific health and physiology aspects of the human body. And we're going to take a look a little bit at the way in which we can go about setting up the learning environment so as to maximize learning and minimize the dread that students might have as it relates to what goes on within the classroom. In this podcast, we're going to take a look at some comments that students have left to me based off of my approach and my philosophy within the classroom that has allowed them to maximize their capabilities, has changed their approach to learning, and has lessened the stress that the educational environment once imposed on them. When we look at learning and we look at the educational philosophy of most most educators, particularly in higher education, it's an attempt to act not as a facilitator for developing lifelong learners, but as an attempt to instill upon the learner a sense of imposing wills while minimizing the importance of the learner within the learning environment. That has changed within some approaches recently. However, the way in which the change has taken place has minimized what approach could lead to maximization of the learner as the key within the learning environment. We still have many learners who feel like they have to be perfect in everything that they do, regardless of what we might say or how we might approach the learning environment. What this does is leads to a sense within the classroom environment that students must be perfect on everything they do, that being wrong is unacceptable and not part of the learning environment. So let's take a look at what we can do to be better at encouraging people to be learners within the learning environment so that they can become lifelong learners, so they can encourage others to be lifelong learners, so that they reduce the amount of stress that they place upon themselves and upon each other within the classroom environment. Understanding that perfection is not the goal, learning is the goal. Too often, we want to make changes in our life that we hope will allow us to make learning something new easier or improve how we do on tests. You know, be a better student. Yet most of these changes tend to be excessively short-lived. Why? Shouldn't my desire to make changes mean that I'll be successful in making those changes? We might hope so, but the problem lies in how we attempt to make changes in our lives. Are we selecting to make these changes because I want to make the change? Or is the change occurring because I feel that someone would expect me to make that change? Am I self-selecting the change, or is it coming through coercion? You don't have to be forced, or feel like you're being forced, into a choice to make a coercion. Coercion stems from choosing actions that you would not choose to do without feeling that someone expects you to do it. And you might be punished, or get punished, by not making that choice, even if it feels like you're letting that person down. Behavior that is done and encouraged through obtaining rewards or avoiding punishments, typically looking at the old saying of encouragement using the stick or using the carrot, is what's going to lead to coercion. This is where I have to look at why is the choice being made? Is the choice to complete the action being done because you are attempting to get a reward? Is it being done to avoid a punishment? If we want to make learning in the school environment a coercion-free environment, a coercion-free zone. 
It means needing to look at how we are learning and why we are learning. Are we learning to gain some new knowledge, some new information? Are we learning to develop a better set of skills, something that we might hope to use later in life? Or are we learning simply to pass a test? Are we learning to get grades necessary to get into the quote-unquote program that I need for my future? This is where a little change in perspective can mean a whole lot of change in learning. So how can we go about fighting the coercion within the classroom? If you're ever asked by a student or by someone trying to learn something new, will I ever have to use this in the real world? The worst thing you can tell that person is, oh, you'll never use that as this automatically forces a mindset of coercion onto the learner. They are only learning long enough to pass the test to get the grade. They are learning to memorize, not learning to learn. For most things we learn about in our years of school, the most appropriate answer is probably, but probably not directly. There's a lot of information that we learn. We may never have to use everything we've learned. For much of the information, we don't have to think about where we learned it, as the knowledge becomes second nature to us. And we fail to think back to, where did I learn that information being applied in the tasks? We tend to bias ourselves against implications of learning, as most of us, at times in education, we're forced to memorize information, what we call rote learning. When rote learning, memorization for passing a test, is the model that you imagine with school, then you might not see the application knowledge that was provided as you mistakenly see school-based knowledge as only regurgitating information back to the teacher or the professor. And then we place too much pressure on the grade in the classroom. Think about it. How often were we taking quote-unquote low-stake quizzes on simple concepts to make sure that we did the assignment? But when the teacher or the professor is doing this, they are establishing a behavior pattern that you only do things for points. Points on a quiz, points on a test, points towards your grade, which means you are simply memorizing to pass that single test. But we know that this does not lead to long-term learning. It does not lead to long-term learning. If instead of forcing learning about things that I'm going to need or only need to pass on the test, and we made learning about the process of learning, you know, that thing we tend to ignore, we can make learning fun again. We can make it where you are rewarded for asking questions, rewarded for constantly wondering why, making it easier to learn and increase what we remember. And you know what? When we make learning easier, when we make the focus of learning learning, getting good grades becomes very easy. If learning for learning makes grades easy, Why do we still make learning and school about passing tests, regardless of the teachers and professors using the latest gimmicks in building their courses where they mean to increase active learning and retention of information? It's still about passing tests. 
Why is that? It goes back to perspectives that some of my misinformed colleagues have, which is we as educators see ourselves somehow as, as gatekeepers holding you in line for what your profession and professional goals might be, or the misappropriation of learning as needing to be perfect, where it's implied to you, both explicitly and implicitly, that being wrong is not all right. What we have to understand is that in the learning environment, we have to make learning authentic. In order to be authentic, we have to accept the learning part of learning, which means being wrong is all right, regardless of what many faculty members across educational environments might project to their students. So back to the question, why do we still focus on learning about passing tests? Well, the simple point is, is that the educators the teachers and the professors are stuck in the carrot and stick model of learning, trying to get you to do things out of either being rewarded or attempting to avoid punishment. The punishment from those low stake quizzes of I didn't get all the points, which means if my whole set of goals for learning is getting A's, I feel horrible because I missed a question without understanding that it's okay. You don't have to be perfect in the learning environment. How can I become my best if all I get is punishments? How can I get be my best if all I do is work to avoid those punishments? The internalized punishment of not getting the perfect grade. The punishment of letting down my professor, of letting down my teacher, of letting down my family because I did not get the perfect score. The only way I can be my best and be the best student is to be able to develop a pattern of internal reinforcements. Internal reinforcements that allow me to determine what is going to be rewarding within the learning environment. And it should not focus on getting any specific grade. We'll talk about the arbitrariness of grades later on. Here are a few things you can do to help make some of that change. Take a positive mental approach to the course. Make the topics being covered interesting to you. Find the application to what's being taught by making links to real-life situations that you have had. Ask questions. And if the professor is not receptive to questions, or if the teacher is not receptive to questions, Find somebody who is receptive to questions. Asking questions, seeking more knowledge, is not wrong. It is not a shortcoming. If stuff does not make sense, asking questions and linking it to your own real-life situations allows you to learn better. 
Find students who are of like mind to you. Find professors who are of like mind to you. Seek out role models. Make a schedule to stay on top of your coursework. Understand that grades are arbitrary measures at best. That's right, letter grades are arbitrary. There is a history of the grading systems that we use. I will talk about in a different podcast. But what we have to understand is that the letter grade system is arbitrary. Well, that's great. Grades are arbitrary. But for those of you looking going into a professional program or a graduate program, or trying to get into the college of your dreams. Your future is about good grades. And if I don't get good grades, I don't get into the program. And that mindset is part of the issue because you are coercing yourself into having to study in order to get good grades. The mindset is the issue. Unfortunately, is the mindset that is transmitted by the external sources that does not allow for refinement of your internal reinforcements, the reinforcements that will allow you to self-select learning for learning. It does not allow for learning. What you're doing is studying to avoid the bad grade instead of trying to study, trying to learn, and seeing learning as the reward itself. When I learn and focus on learning as learning, the grades become easy. And the grades become easy because I'm not stressing to the point where I cannot focus on the subjects and on the topics that I'm attempting to learn. When I have excessive levels of stress forcing me through a non-selective process, through a coercive process, to have to study a specific thing or a specific topic, the likelihood of me remembering that information for a long period of time is very short. If we get a mind shift, learning is all there is. We learn to learn, not to get a good grade or avoid getting a bad grade. We start to accept the fact That it's all right to be wrong. That no one is perfect. And making mistakes is a necessary step in the learning process that will allow me to hold on to the information that I'm learning for a longer period of time. Understand the application of that information in multiple scenarios. And find the enjoyment in the learning of new information that I had when I was much younger. And every question that I had for an adult was why. That's right, students. That's right, teachers. That's right, professors. That's right, parents and family members who are supporting. We all need to accept that point. The point that being wrong is all right and is a necessary step in the learning environment. Learning is not about being perfect. Mistakes should not only be tolerated, but actually wanted in the learning process. 
as long as we are learning from those mistakes. Unfortunately, this means a few things. It means needing feedback on our progress in real time. It means needing to be open to discussing the feedback, both from the giver as well as the receiver of the feedback, as it becomes part of the learning process. For the educators, it means needing to give concrete examples of what behavior or what outcome needs to be changed to meet the expectations of the learning environment. Concrete examples. You cannot just give abstract comments. You cannot give abstract examples if the intention here is to make learning the key point of the learning environment. All of these can be time-consuming and possibly challenging to one's ego, which can become problematic for both the student and the educator, for the learner and the teacher, that are already facing a number of other challenges. Yet, this is where the process of learning can help lessen the challenges faced in the classroom, a process leading to learning for learning's sake. Let me say that one more time. We are learning for learning's sake. The change, the change that we are seeking requires taking a step back to take us back from the need for learning to be a transactional activity leading to greater productivity of the student to the student being comfortable with the idea that learning is an enjoyable transaction, not necessarily of productivity, making things, but one of creativity, creating new ideas, pushing ideas forward to greater levels of understanding, driving the learner to use intrinsic motivation, self-selection, based on feelings of enjoyment from attaining mastery and having pride in accomplishments of mastery, not out of fear of not reaching an attainable goal where student is able to use their internal drive for improvement and the motivation for that improvement as a powerful and self-perpetuating driver where selection of learning becomes one of self-selection and not one of coercion. This change can be established not only through removing the implication that there might be some kind of external punishment, some sort of coercion for not obtaining an desired internalized goal or established externalized criteria, grades, but through the combination of internalized motivations and external encouragements from support networks including teachers and professors, that allows the learner to develop the autonomy of learning and learning to necessarily be the independent learner that should be the end goal of any amount of schooling. Learning and the role of the professors and the role of the teachers is not about being a gatekeeper. The role of the educator 
is to encourage students to understand that it's all right to be wrong. The autonomy that is developed through the learner generating a curiosity for the topic, learning through asking questions, and making the process of learning their own path, their authentic learning ability, because they want to learn, not because they are being forced into a learning environment so as to meet the criteria imposed on them by some external force. Unfortunately, that external force can and does stymie the curiosity. Curiosity that can be stymied when learning is simply about grades, about productivity, the stress of needing to pass the next test for the course, the stress that drives away autonomy, the stress that drives away curiosity that gets replaced by memorization and rote learning. We know we can do better. How can we do better? The change that we have to instill is the means by which mastery is measured. Mastery should not be a multiple choice test. Mastery should not be a single measurement point in time. Mastery is a growing set of skills. The change by which mastery is measured can allow for authentic expression of knowledge in place of the multiple choice question test, where a single correct answer is identified as supposedly being the best possible option. Whereas in authentic expression, the learner is able to develop and refine their critical thinking skills, their ability to communicate, and other necessary skills beyond the information being presented within a class. This reinforces the curiosity of the student, the wanting to know more about the topic, the wanting to know how can I apply this to my life? How does my life apply to what I'm learning? A change that improves the critical thinking and allows for the expression of mastery through the use of inductive and deductive reasoning to show overall mastery allows for the development of novel ideas by comparing the original thoughts within the concept that have been learned in the classroom to new ideas that are being presented by the learner. Novel ideas that either come from the extraction of ideas from previously known ideas the deductive reasoning, or the insertion of new ideas into the ideas that have previously been known, the inductive reasoning. The ability to produce the hypothesis, the explanation for the observations based off of what I already know, the ability to develop a conclusion. How can I put my new idea into what is already known? What we have to remember here is that if the idea for learning is to cultivate knowledge by exposing students to ideas and concepts across a spectrum of disciplines that may not immediately lead to compensation return for learning, 
That's right. The idea for learning is about the long-term investment, not the short-term pass the test. As such, the focus of education learning should be a return of changes in intellectual value, pride in the demonstration of mastery. One might view this pride coming through the reception of good grades. Yet, pursuit of learning for grades can itself lead to an internally and externally coercive environment, leading to pursuit of knowledge for passing a test just once and not learning to have information, learning to know how to learn for future endeavors. As there's no transition of acquired knowledge to long-term goals and pursuits of the student when learning is strictly about passing a test. A coercion that can induce excessive levels of stress, inhibit intrinsic drives to learn, and the self-motivation that students need to become an independent learner, leading to additional stresses as they do not understand where they stand in their own understanding of topics being covered in the classroom. With an appropriate developed path through school, we can develop a self-regulated, self-motivated, self-monitored process of education. We can increase curiosity for a topic. We can lead to a self-motivated learner who becomes an authentic learner. We can provide students with the autonomy necessary so that they can influence their educational experiences, so that we together, the educator and the learner, can prepare the learner, the student, to effectively use their knowledge and apply the processes of learning, of critical thinking, to overcome challenges while seeing that they have the opportunities to show their masteries of specific topics being covered without feeling they're being coerced to learn. And we do this through the creation of an authentic learning environment that devalues grades while expressing the value of learning for learning's sake.